Hello. Ah, damn cables. Am yeah. I, am I loud enough, or do I need to turn my mic up? No, you're fine to me. Am I okay? Yep. That yes. Cool. Uh, this is actually very depressing. I still stay... Oh, man. What? Oh, uh... Apparently talking to me is just horrifying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just terribly drunk. Uh, I spent until like 5 a.m. last night building a computer, mm-hmm. but the headset with microphone I ordered on Monday just shipped today. So I get to do this on like a shitty laptop versus a computer I spent like hundreds upon hundreds of dollars building. I'm, it's all right. I'm on a shitty laptop with a shitty headset. Yeah, it's just... I can hey, see I got you both feet. I'm on a shitty laptop with a USB rock band mic. <laughs> I was going to do that in the uh, computer, actually, but I don't know where my rock band mic is. It's kind of sad. So, podcast time, huh? It's Are we going to play rock band? Yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck yes. Um, let's introduce ourselves real quick since it's been a while. I'm Aaron. I've only been on, like, one show before. I think you've done two or three. Really? That many? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, I interrupted you during your introduction. Please. Oh, it was real simple. I was just saying I'm Aaron. <laughs> That's it. Uh, hello, I'm David. Ah, uh, and I'm Corey. I, I, I'd much rather go last. <laughs> that says a lot about your personality. Thank you. <laughs> so, what were we going to talk about? I have an email around here somewhere. Uh, well, I think I... we got a bunch of suggestions from Twitter, and the only one I saw was underwear. So, Oh yeah, that was actually my friend Audrey. We are going to talk about underwear, right? Sure, why don't we just open with that? I think the last That's the only time... thing I was prepared to talk about. <laughs> I feel odd that I've done this before, that exact same conversation. We've talked about underwear before? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Well, in that case, it's a running joke. It's okay. It can be the thing, you know. Um, she's actually the only one who tweeted us and said anything. <laughs> she could have said that. See, but without people knowing that, we could have made up anything to talk about and say, oh, yes, this person from Twitter wants us to discuss this. Well, well, we could... All those emails... We could still do that. That's the joy of editing. All right. <laughs> Ooh. They don't know what kind of lies we'll tell them. <laughs> they being the seven people that listen to the show. Uh, Sin City is working fine. Oh, is it? Yes. Follow the lie, Aaron. No, really. I saw I saw like a post from Amazon. They quit selling it because they were getting so many complaints. Well, I mean, it's not Amazon's fault the game's not working, so I don't see why people are complaining to Amazon. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, if you buy something and it breaks, you don't go to the manufacturer. You just go to whatever store you got it from and yell at them. Trust me, I work in retail. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I... I do work in retail. I get it. But you're not buying something and it breaks. You're buying something that just doesn't work, period. That's a fair... It's like a restaurant. Like, 
just because the server's the person giving you the food, you still can bitch at the cook, you know. This is my fear with always on DRM, that this could happen all the time. That's why I think it's such a bad idea. I think Diablo 3 was a good example of that. Like, it's a single, like, you can't even play it, like, on an airplane or, you know, somewhere you don't have internet. You can't even turn the damn game on. And it's a single-player game for the most part. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I mean, you want to have, like, always online stuff in a multiplayer game. Fine, fair enough. But single-player? I mean, I have lots of games with online multiplayer, and I still only use it for the single-player mode. <laughs> yeah, I just never... Have, I guess it could be the, the generation I grew up in, but I've never really been that interested in online multiplayer. Even, like, uh, po- Pokemon that I love, I would rather meet a person and battle them in real life than battle them online. Yeah, but you'd still buy a Pokemon MMO, and so would I, and so would hundreds of other people, and um, thousands of people. If I could play it on my handheld or a console, maybe, but if I had to play it on a PC, probably not. No, like, on a Wii U. Like, Wii U, Pokemon MMO. And this hypothetical MMO, is there a subscription fee? Uh, I think Nintendo would be the ones who could actually do that. Because, you know, 15 people trying to take down a giant Snorlax, that'd be fun. <laughs> Sold right there, yeah. <laughs> Snorlax is one of my favorite Pokemon, just in case you're wondering. And that's why he used that specific example. Because he knew that as soon as you heard Snorlax, wait, there, there'd be a Snorlax in the MMO? I'd have to get it. <laughs> Sold! There was there was a time when I was thinking of spending oh, roughly $100 on a custom Snorlax sweatshirt. Damn. I have no comment. <laughs> It was made by I mean, this w- website that like specializes in cosplay stuff, but they also made hoodies, and so you could get it. And they, but it was like handmade, like they dyed it the correct color, and it had so it's, little... a, so it's a Snorlax hoodie that makes you look like a Snorlax. Yeah, like you put the hood up, and it has little ears on it, and it has like okay. yeah, it's awesome. Seventy, I could totally see that. Hundreds pushing it a little bit. <laughs> Although actually, I take back like any sort of negative implication because I'm just now remembering that I spent a sum of money that I'm not going to admit on one of the original Japanese ad posters for Kid Icarus. So, okay. yeah. It came oh, you hush to, your face. It came close to, like, triple digits, didn't it? I refuse to comment. Uh, although yeah. I, did, I did manage to get both the Kid Icarus Japanese poster and the Super Mario Brothers three Japanese poster together, so that was a that was a good buy. Hmm. I mean, I didn't like donate the money to cancer research, so you know, good buy is debatable. But <laughs> I thought it was a good buy. <laughs> so I hands I hands down do love how this is probably one of the most biased. Like how how amazing is Nintendo? Uh, conversations I have every time I do this. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nintendo blows. Yeah, they're the worst. I, I love Nintendo, but I also love other video game companies. Oh, so do I. But I just I like how it's like a group of people who obviously grew up on Nintendo and hold them in like reverence, which I'm one of those people. So in no way am I like assholes. I'm just like man, 
I love how no matter what's being talked about, it's like, remember the awesome thing Nintendo did? Fuck yes. I think part of it, too, is that we're one of the few groups of people that talk about video games on the internet that don't dislike Nintendo. So our our positivity seems to be larger than it is. Or dislike video games, maybe? Right. A lot of people who right. talk about video games. I think we're one of the least negative group of people out there, honestly. Which is nice, you know. It's nice to have a little optimism in the world. Yeah, like, even if I don't like a game, I try to, like, come at it from a positive angle. Uh, No reason to bust people's balls on something they worked so really hard on. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean... I mean, it depends. Like, um, Aliens, Colonial Marines. Somebody's balls need to get busted. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, think, I think you can bust balls in a nice way, though. That doesn't hurt people's feelings. And that's feelings. still an industry problem, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I I want games that, like, the most negative I can get is I want to see GameStop fail. And I just know it will never, it never will. I think it could, especially if digital distribution continues or, say, the new consoles come out and they do block used games. Uh, yeah, maybe. There's, uh, not, a, there's not a lot of profit in new game sales. Like, the markup isn't very high. No. Oh, no, I understand they live off of the used game sale. I get their business model. But now that they're selling, you know, disc or uh, online cards and stuff, they're still finding a way to survive. Yeah, I just uh, I don't I don't want GameStop to fail. I just want GameStop to have competition. That's that's what I was going to say. I don't necessarily want them to like go out of business, but I wish that the way would be open for someone else. But also, I think we're going to see a continued downfall of like, brick-and-mortar stores, especially for stuff like video games. I my, work in a mall with a GameStop, and I still don't buy games there. Actually, I have a Target and a GameStop in my mall, and I still order games on Amazon. <laughs> just, like, I I mean, maybe it's me, but I just, I have a thing for having a physical copy of the game. I mean, I love, I love downloadable games, but usually because most downloadable games are the type of old school retro platformers that I like to play anyway. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like downloading full retail games, I I still want to have a physical copy of the game. Yeah, well, I order physical copies off Amazon, is what I was saying. Like, well, yeah, uh, but what I mean is I like to have the physical copy in hand. I don't want to click a button and say, oh, yeah, I can't wait for this game in <laughs> four to six business days. <laughs> I, I'm going to go to a store so I can hold it in my hand. Well, I did. I just order, uh, pre-ordered Monster Hunter Three Ultimate for both systems on Amazon, but they gave me twenty dollars off for buying them together. Yeah. See, at the at this point, my thing with the game is to buy it new because I don't like buying used, and to not pay over forty dollars, which really isn't that hard nowadays. If you wait like two weeks, yeah, and you get it out, you can get for twenty bucks off. That's a console game. Yeah, I typically have a problem with a $60 game, but not when it's Monster Hunter. <laughs> what about Pokemon? Would you have a problem with a $60 Pokemon game? Yes, I probably would. I have a, problem. I have a problem with a $35 Pokemon game. Yeah, I, that sort of hurts me a little, too. Like, I got black and white, or I got white, too, uh, finally, like a week ago, because uh, Best Buy did a $15 weekend sale on it, mm -hmm. and I couldn't pass that up. 
Um, can, can I just say you, this may this may shock you to say hear it, but I think Black and White Two are some of the most underwhelming Pokemon games I've played. Wait, what? You mean the direct <laughs> sequel to a Pokemon game? Not a, uh, not a revamp, not an update, but a direct sequel was underwhelming? Well, it was really? awesome. It was it awesome. It also comes like seven months after the original to yeah. just getting over the original. Like, I freaking loved it, but still, I was... I guess it just... I had set the bar kind of high. Like, black and white was so good and so different. And then I was like, oh, maybe they'll... I maybe I'll spend another sixty to eighty hours on Black White too. No, I <laughs> I think I spent about thirty to thirty five hours on it, and I really haven't gone back since. Maybe they'll make some big changes and updates in the game that has a number in the title. <laughs> well, you never know. I'm pretty stoked for uh, Pokemon X and Y though, even though it's like eight months away still. No, seven months away. It's not that far. Like, anything that comes out in a year time frame is not that far away. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I want to be excited about it, but when I got um, Pokemon Black 2, because I hadn't played a Pokemon game since Pearl, and, and when I got Pearl and played it, I was like, oh, this is why I like Pokemon games. It's great. So I got Black 2. I was like, oh, this is why I got Pokemon games. This is great. And then after the second gym, I just looked as if I'm kind of done. Mm. Um, like, it's good. Nothing, I mean, there have been changes, but nothing's really changed. It's the same core experience. Wow, this is great. But I just don't really care anymore. Don't forget, even though you guys don't care, don't forget to go get your Mel- Meloetta. Meloetta? I don't when know. is that? Uh, it started on Monday. But it's running for like a month. You have until April 19th. Okay. Where do you... Um, I, I completely missed it. Where... You just go to GameStop or EB and it's a mystery gift download. Okay. I think David's asking for the same thing that a lot of us are asking for, at least I am. Pokemon Snap 2. I mean... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I actually think Pokemon Snap 2 would be awesome. Especially if you put it on the Wii U, on the Wii U. and you use the yeah. gamepad to, like, move around and take pictures. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, here's the... And even if they work it out right, you have to move around your house to take pictures. Like... I'm, well, no, you have to move around an eight-square-foot space where you can take the Wii U gamepad away from the Wii U. Um... I sort of resent any game that makes me move too much. <laughs> I, my gamepad is at a pretty good range. I mean, mine goes from. I'm actually. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at my Wii U and trying to calculate. Mine goes probably about 12, 15 feet. It doesn't reach that far. See, I get about 20 to 30 feet off of it. Like, that's not terrible. Hmm. The first thing I did when I turned it on and sat and waited through the update was I, I took the game into my bathroom to see if I could play it on the toilet, and I couldn't, and I was very upset. Me either. Mine, mine hardly works outside of my main living area. That's because you live underground. This is, this is true. I am I am a mole person. Well, someone is typing furiously. 
Sorry, she laptop. <laughs> um, so we could talk about something Jesse wanted to talk about. Is he here? No, but then we can. Why do we have to? We can burn his topic for him, so he has to think of something else when he gets here. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God! Simpsons tapped out is downloading eighty megabytes of updates. That's crazy town. Yep, because it's an amazing <laughs> like game. <laughs> um, anyway, you want to talk about Shenmue three? Um, I guess the director and creator said he's consider considering doing a Kickstarter to uh, crowdfund Shenmue uh, three. Oh, uh, now if you've listened to any episode of Robo Awesome's Robocast before, you'll know Jesse basically creams his panties anytime the word Shenmue is said. But I've never really played it. <laughs> is it really Hi. that good? Is it really that good? Oh, Shunmu, not Shinmugami Tensei. No, no. Shunmu. Sorry, yeah. I haven't heard of Shun. I haven't had a serious conversation about Shunmu in so long. There, <laughs> I was thinking Shinmugami Tensei, and I was like, of course, people who don't need to do a Kickstarter are going to do a Kickstarter because that's what the website's about. The only thing I think the problem I could see with that, I guess he might own the IP rights. Because it was developed by Sega, it was developed and published by Sega. So I guess maybe he might own the IP rights. Uh, he might have to buy it off of them. Yeah. Oh, Jesse just messaged me on Google and said they're setting up right now. Still, um, oh shit, we talk about Shenmue really, really fast. Hurry, 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 hurry. Um, I, I, I can definitely imagine if their Kickstarter does start to make Shenmue three, if he does do it. I can definitely see it happening. And I say that because, A, um, the Skullgirls, if anybody is familiar with that, it's an amazing fighting game. Um, they had a Kickstarter to get some downloadable content. They were trying to raise, I think they raised like 150 or $180,000 in a day, and they're currently almost up to $375,000. And they're not even finished with their like month long period. If Skullgirls can get that amount of money, there are so many Shenmue fans dying to see Shenmue three. They'll get the money. That's not going to be a problem. Yeah. See, the trick is to have the rabid fan base that wants it, and then once it starts to get popular, you have all those like people who are just looking in and who are like, eh, what's like five bucks for this thing? I think I mean, Jesse, they, Jesse might fund it himself. I could see him easily selling his family into white slavery. And then... Well, he can't. Mississippi ratified it, so <laughs> the one place he could have, he can't. <laughs> oh, man. Um, he could go to, like, Morocco or something. <laughs> Here's the thing. Shunmu was okay. I mean, have, did you, either of you actually play it? No. I have not. Oh, uh, I mean, it was, you know, a fun open-world game at the time. Still kind of slow. Uh, Probably wouldn't hold up today. I I guess it depends on the type of gamer you are. I'm not much of, like, a JRPG gamer, and that was a little... Like, it had real fighting and stuff, but it was pretty slow-paced. It was released in 2000. That's the year I graduated high school. Year I started eighth grade. Welcome to what we where we are. Like... <laughs> That's the year I 
graduated eighth grade and started high school as well. So what we're saying here is I'm incredibly old. What we're yes. saying here is that you're four years older than us. That's not old. Oh, wait. I'm reading about Shenmue, and it says it had a weather, in-game weather system. And the name of the software they used to produce this was called Magic Weather System. That just sounds like the most Japanese thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, say yeah. Yeah, like, I, how about we stop working on Shunmove? Like, don't even start Shunmove 3. Work on a new Sega system. Mm-hmm. Get that train rolling again. Its aggregate scores are pretty high, almost 90%. Yeah, uh, it's, it was critically acclaimed, like, cause, it, you know, it was cinematic. It was, it had cutscenes, had a story, it was serious, although it was kind of not serious, thanks to it being so Japanese. Yeah. Was that just... one of the first games that had quick time events? Yes. Not yeah, that I'm opposed like, to, like, kitschy Japanese things. I do watch a lot of Power Rangers from Japan. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, I think if you played it today, it might not stand up. Or it would be really hard for it to stand up. Yeah. In its uh, iteration. Like, um, GoldenEye. Everybody remembers GoldenEye. GoldenEye is important. It was the game that made FPS possible on a console. If you have good memories of GoldenEye, you should not go back and replay GoldenEye. It has not held up well. Well, I I will stand by that it, ter- that it also doesn't hold up well because of the N64 controller, which, if you have good memories of that, does not hold up well for first-person shooters. Did they ever do GoldenEye on Virtual Console? Uh, no, but they did a remake, reimagining pseudo-sequel, question mark. Um... God, what the hell was that called? Goldeneye. No, but I want to say it was like Goldeneye Rogue Agent or 007. No, it was 007 Goldeneye. Like that's... Goldeneye? Okay. That wasn't bad. No, and Goldeneye, the original N64 game, is not bad. It's just not as great as it was in 1998. I can't play Perfect Dark on Xbox Live Arcade. Like, I tried. Oh, Perfect Dark. 